I go passing by. Even the nighthawks, they stifle their cries. While the alligator sleeps in his duckweed palm, I silently lap up water, then I swiftly abscond. There's mud in my veins and muck in my arteries. My breath is like sulfur, keeps away the mosquitoes and fleas. My teeth are sharper than green briar thorns. My heart is the place where bitterness is born. At daybreak, the red winged blackbirds sing of my misdeeds as they flip and flap and fly around in the cattail reeds. They sing, Swamp and Wolf, don't let the darkness go. There's someone that you need to find. They sing, Swamp and Wolf, don't let the darkness go. Swamp and Wolf podcast. I'm sitting here with DeAndre or Didi. Yep. <laughs> Which one do you prefer? Didi. Didi? Yeah. Just okay. used to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Didi, do you want to tell the people a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Uh, let's see. I am a Houston native. Um, 25. I'll be 25 real soon, so I'm just saying 25. <laughs> um, and I am a chef cook whatever you want to call it at heart um i've been in the kitchen since i was like five and but you know i've recently just switched to front of house just to kind of like give my creativity um like re-spark my creativity just because when you work in restaurants for like a while you it can it can drain you you know yeah. and i worked at um i worked at uchi for you know like almost three years and it was amazing but like it's just like a lot. It, it takes a lot of people. So I was like, man, I just could not be creative to save my life. I, I felt so stuck and I felt like, man, like my these people are coming in and they have all these new ideas and they're putting up dishes and I want to be able to do that, but I just can't. I just, you know, I feel like I don't have the energy nor the, like, the brain capacity to come up with something new. So I took a break and I moved to front of house and I, it, I think that's also good for me too because I'm, I like everyone says I'm, I'm very personal, personable. Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. I like to. I like that I did that. I'm glad I did that. Like it gave me like the ability to improve on my like personable skills and like talk to people, and that makes me very happy. And then I also like I'm at home and I can cook at home and I can like play with things and practice with things and taste things. Like, oh man, like, okay. And oh, I never thought about doing this, but now it's in my head. Like I can try it. Mm -hmm. You know, as opposed to like at work, I'm just like, okay, well, I don't have time to do that because I have to like get ready for service and. I'm not trying to come in on my off day. I'm I'm exhausted, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's like now, I have all this time to be creative. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you think it was like burnout, like yeah. kind of just working too hard and yeah, it was inspired because you're working too hard. Basically. Yeah, it was definitely burnout. Like yeah. back of house life is, I mean, it's very much burnout. You know, I and like I have props to the people who are like doing it and like who are like working jobs like Uchi and. Um, still coming home and like creating stuff I'm always just like that takes a lot you know like to go home and you know I'm like you you really love it and I do love cooking too but I'm definitely like a person's like when I have zero energy I'm just like I start like fucking up things that I'm doing cause I'm like I need to sleep you know mm -hmm. like I'm like I'll be like walking into the bathroom when I meant to walk to the kitchen just because I'm so tired I'm like right. why am I in the bathroom <laughs> it's just tired I need to like sleep yeah yeah so um 
yeah, it was definitely burnout and definitely moving front like to the front of the house. The hours are so different that it's like, oh, like I only work, you know, three hours a day, and some days I work four or five hours, but like that's the max, and I can go home and mm-hmm. I still have energy to like go in the kitchen and like it'll start by me like saying, oh, I'm just gonna like heat this up. I'm like, ooh, what if I made this to go with it? And then like boom, all these ideas, and then I'm writing stuff down. I'm like, mm-hmm. man. You know, now I'm like, man, I used to have that when I was younger, mm-hmm. but I was, you know, once I graduated culinary school, I just, was, it was just like, oh, I need to work. I need to like work, work, work. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to like make me great. And I was like, no, you like, you're learning. And I was, de- I was definitely learning some skills and, you know, props to that. But also I, I wasn't taking the time to be creative because I was just like, I want to focus on my job. I want to do a good job. You know? Right. Yeah. I've got things I want to say about this some more, but. The other part that okay. I like to do at the beginning of the podcast is talk about how we met. So before we get too far, oh yeah, um, that's right. <laughs> is yeah, let's talk about that. I mean, it's not a super long story, but nope. um, we met through Tom Stacy, mm-hmm. who is in a previous episode, and uh, uh, he's been running that secret restaurant out of his apartment, mm-hmm. and uh, we met through that. So Tom has asked me to help, and he's asked you to help. Yep. And some nights he needed. Both of us. <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah, that's how we met. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much the story. And I'm assuming you met him through, through I Uchi. I met him through Uji. yeah. He was uh, coming in to train right as I was leaving. And, like, we kind of, like, made this quick little bond. And he was like, oh, my God, like, I really like you. And, like, you can teach me so much. And then you're leaving me. And I was like, yeah. But we ended, uh, we ended up, like, hanging out. um uh after i left anyway you know and i remember he had me come over his apartment and he had just moved in not too long ago and he like played the guitar for me and i always tell people like if you play an instrument for me like that's like the strings of my heart like i'm just like (laughs) any instrument like you don't have to be that good i just like something about just like raw like instrumentals are just like like, okay and tom is really good at it so i was like oh yes yeah you know yeah so um and Tom is kind of like one of those people you're talking about who, like, was working behind, you know, back of house or whatever, mm-hmm. but also coming up with new dish ideas and yeah. stuff like that. Do you think part of it is because he's so new to the industry, you mm-hmm. know? Like, he came from a totally different occupation, mm-hmm. and then he realized that he had this passion, and so because it's also a new form, like, he's... He's got, like, yeah. so much inspiration. Exactly. Agreed. And, and you, I mean, like you said, you've been cooking since you were, what, five? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I started working in the restaurant industry when I was 16. 16. 16 or 17. Yeah, it was, like, when I was in high school, I got a gig at Rice University, and I was working uh, in their kitchens mm-hmm. uh, when I was in 11th grade. And, yep. And... Ever since then, I was working, and then when it was time for me to go to culinary school, I went straight to culinary school, which is in, like, New York. I had never traveled outside of Texas before, so it was my first time, and, like, even in culinary school, it's not just, like, oh, okay, it's class, and it's, like, chill, it's fun. No, it's, like, hectic, and, like, they're all, you get them pushed, you know, every day. You're learning new skills every day, so mm-hmm. it was really uh, different, you know. I was like, man, so I would be exhausted from school, and then... I would try to, like, work because my friends were like, oh, you want to do this do that? I'm like, I'm poor. Like, I have no money. Like, I just, like, I don't even know how I'm here right now, you know, like, in this expensive school. But 
um, one of the financial advisors, she just told me, she's like, if you can just get down here, I promise. Like, if you get down here and you do what you're supposed to do, like, I'm going to get you across the stage. And I was like, and it was literally just like a prayer and a hope. And I was like, man, I don't know what is making me want to believe in this lady, but like, this is my dream. So I'm going to try it. And like, I bought a, I bought a bus ticket. I didn't even buy a plane ticket. I like has, I packed up my entire apartment, like flew, like sent all my stuff to New York where like my campus was and took a bus and it took me, I think like three days on a bus. Mm -hmm. And I got there and I remember anytime they would call me to like the financial aid office, I would be like, this is it. This is my moment. I'm like, I, I'm gonna, they're going to send me home. And she would always be like, DeAndre, and I'm like, I know I'm ready. She's like, you're ready? What? And she's like, I just need you to fill out this. Or I need you to do that. And I'm like, you're not sending me home? She's like, no, I told you. Like, are you, she's like, your grades are great. She's like, you make great grades. Like, I don't know why you would think that. And I was like, because I'm poor. She's like, it's okay. I got you. Like, I'm going to get you this grant. I'm going to get you this scholarship. Like, uh -huh. you know, and I graduated and, you know, I've, it, had ne it was never a problem. Yeah. So, but definitely like with that, I was always like, okay, I need to work. I need to try to like, because I didn't have anything. I didn't have mm -hmm. any money. You know, yeah. so I was like, I have to work to at least be able to like buy food on days when the kid, when the kitchen's closed. So it was like work. It was just always kind of like a work, 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 work thing. Yeah. And I'd be burnt out, but I'm too tired to stop. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, were you working in restaurants at that time, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so, when would you say, like, you started to get burned out? Was it in school, or was it after school? It wasn't so much in school. I mean, I, I would definitely be a little bit tired, and I and that's another problem I have, is, like, not sleeping enough, like, not getting enough rest, because I'm always trying to cram as many things as I can, and like, while I'm awake, and I'll yeah. literally, like, try to do stuff until, like, I'm, like, falling, my head's bobbing, I'm you should probably lay down now when you say that do you mean like mostly work or do you mean work or social? I mean, work and social yeah it's like i have a hard time like saying no to stuff. saying no to stuff and like in a switch because i'm just like oh like when it comes to like friends and social i'm like oh man this is a great moment <laughs> i want it to end or like i'm always in my head like what if I said, like, I'm ready for this, and, and this person's not, and I'm always, yeah, so it's like, yeah, I had to, and that's like, I had to learn how to say, like, oh, no, like, you need to call, if you, if you're thinking, like, should I leave, you should probably leave, because, you know, you're tired, or this person might be like, I'm ready to go to bed, but, like, no one wants to say anything, right? Yeah. you know, and then when it comes to work life, yeah, I was just definitely, like, hmm, I can do this, 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 and it's a little bit of time, and one of my buddies, he always makes fun of me, he goes, um, you and he's like you and time are in a, an abusive. He's like you and time are in an abusive relationship, and you're the abuser. And I was like, why? He's like, yeah. He's like, you're always trying to cram so many things into a small little window of time. He's like, you'll have to be somewhere in thirty minutes, and you have like fifteen minutes to chill. He was like, instead of you just chilling or leaving early, you're trying to fit like ten things in those fifteen minutes that don't take fifteen minutes, but you think you can do it. And I was like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> I was like very like very optimistic when it comes to like what I can do and like the amount of time that I have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh this all comes back to kind of what we were talking about before we started recording, but you're you're on this uh like self love kick now, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. As part of self love, like yep. giving yourself time to just relax and not yep. do stuff and it's like <laughs> giving myself time because like I said one is like I would feel guilty when I like have to, when I tell a friend like okay like, I'm gonna go home now because I would just be like man am I like being the party pooper am I like is this person wanting to spend more time with me but like I'm leaving I'll kind of feel guilty about that like mm -hmm. I just will always try to give like 
so much of myself to everyone else but not me mm-hmm. and um I didn't even like I would lose friends because of that because like maybe I would be like a little bit too much you know like, like dang all right you don't you're not giving me space I'm like I don't know if you want space or not because I would rather you just tell me and like I would be okay with that you know but yeah. So it was, it was very weird for me, you know. And so when COVID happened, it's actually when this journey kind of really started because I kept trying to. And like, I guess the other reason why I knew like I didn't have the self love is because you know I've never been like in a relationship at all, and I always wanted that, of course. But like, it never, it just it never happened for me. And I'll always be so like sad about it, you know, and like just like man, like I really want a relationship, but I just can never get one. Like I feel like I'm being punished or something. Mm-hmm. Like always, I felt like that, and. Like I said, when COVID happened, so many people who like I held dear to me kind of like stepped out of my life, and you know, for some it was like because of COVID, but others it was just kind of like I could already sense that they were like transitioning out, and then when COVID happened, I'm like, okay, cool, time to really go. Like, and it was just high and dry, and it was just me by myself, and you know, so many like things happened at one time, and it was just me by myself, and it was so hard because. You, you know, you, like I thought I was alone, you know, because like I'm just like, oh, I don't have anybody. But I did, you know, I had people. Mm-hmm. And if I was ever feeling alone, I would just kind of like lean on those people. Mm-hmm. But at this time, I didn't have anybody. It was just me. And I was like, what do I do with myself? Like, what do I really like? Like, what do I want to do? You know, mm-hmm. and it was so weird for me. But eventually, like, I kind of figured that out where I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to take myself to do this because... This is what I would like say, oh, if I had someone, I would do this, but I don't, but I want to do it, so I'm going to do it anyway, mm-hmm. you know, and then like the first one or two times was weird, and I was like, but I had fun, it was weird, because like, I keep thinking, man, this would be fun with someone else, but it was fun, you know, nevertheless, and so right. now, um, now I do it, like, it's it's like my favorite thing, like, I, it's almost... One of my friends, he's like, oh, you're going to go this place? Who are you going to go with? I'm like, myself. He's like, you want to go there by yourself? Like, shouldn't you take someone? I'm like, no, I think if I take someone, it might ruin it. Like, I was like, because I'm scared that, like, they're going to want to do different things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad thing, but I'm just, like, afraid of the moods being spoiled. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like, especially when it comes to, like, group trips. I, like, am very, like, hesitant to do a group trip because different people want to do different things and like I feel like an argument or like this like disagreement in the group can like just spoil the whole trip because I'm like well I want to go here and like well we plan to go here and I'm like I just want to like I always like, I just want to be in nature I just want to like go hiking and like yeah. all my friends are like you're way too active for me like you want you would hike all day if you could I'm like all day yeah all day I just want to be in like the forest all day yeah so yeah, I just learned to start doing that stuff by myself. And I was like, okay, like, this is nice. And then, you know, I kind of, like, addressed the issues of, like, me, you know, like, what's the reason I just feel so, like, I need to have someone? Like, what do I, why do I feel, you know, this need to be with someone? I was like, because, like, I haven't learned to, like, love who I am. Mm-hmm. And, like, as I started the journey and, like, it, you know, it definitely was a slow process. And I would tell someone, like, if I knew what it would take to, like, love yourself, like, the journey... I probably would have said no. Like, I was like, it was painful. You know, like, it would be days I'm just, like, crying. Like, man, this is so hard. Like, yeah, I feel so alone, you know. But then it's just like a learn. It's like a hump. And it takes a while. But once you get over that hump, mm-hmm. you know, like, they're, like, the confidence. Like, I have so much more confidence in who I am. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I, like, I, I keep preaching this to my friends. I'm always like, you just, you gotta, like, get on this journey, like, of <laughs> self-love. It's so great. I'm like, I... 
can look in the mirror and like love what I see. You know, I'm like, I'm like, I like train right now, so I'm getting my body like in a better condition. Like that has helped a lot, but. You know, even though, like, my body's not where I want it, and sometimes I joke with my friends, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm like, no, I'm not, like, like, like toned enough. They're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, <laughs> and so, but I'm like, you know, even though, like, I'm not where I want to be, I still, like, love who I am. I love what I see, yeah. you know, and even though it's just me and, like, I just can't seem to, like, get a relationship, I was like, that's okay, too. Like, I do enjoy the time that I spend, by, you know, with myself. Yeah. And I enjoy the time that I spend with my friends, and I'm, I, I'm learning, you know, that one's still, like, work in progress like I'm learning when to say hey I'm gonna go home now you yeah. know just cause like I'm always I'm almost one of those people who's like oh I don't want the fun in but it's like it's okay you have to like know when to like call it yeah you know but for sure that has definitely been like the bulk of my journey is like yeah like all that alone time I had to like change my view on it I was like man this is like it's bad being alone and I think mm-hmm. that's because you know growing up my parents um I don't know. I just didn't get that love from them. They were both like just kind of on some other stuff. And then mm-hmm. I remember this one girl. I took myself out to dinner one time when I was in high school. And this girl who I used to, uh, she used to work at the like a Walgreens that I used to always go to. And I told mm-hmm. her she was my friend. And she was like, "That is the saddest thing I've heard in my life." Mm-hmm. And I was, I told her, I was like, "Wait, no, I, I had a good time actually." She's like, "No." She like made me feel like I was, I thought it was good. And she's like, "No, that is sad." Yeah. You don't feel sad. She just really was like pressing the issue. Like, you should feel horrible. You went on you went on a date by yourself. No. Don't do that. And I was like, don't do that. Like, no. And I'm like, but I, I thought I had a good time. Yeah. Maybe I didn't have a good time. So it was like always just like that. Like, oh, being alone is bad. Like I just, you know, I right. feel like so much of my life I was like, man, being alone is so hard. It's so lonely. Uh-huh. You know, but after just like sticking in it, like staying in it for a while, I was like, this is not actually that bad. Cause like all the things that I want to do, I can do it. And I don't have anyone saying like, I don't really want to do that. And then I kind of feel guilty. Like, okay, well, okay, I'm not going to do that. Cause you don't, you don't want to do it together. Right. You know? Yeah. No, I kind of went through the same exact thing. I mean, I, uh, I used to pour everything into relationships. So I mean, when I was in a relationship, like I would just do everything I could for that person, Mm -hmm. you know, but I wasn't doing anything for myself, Mm -hmm. you know, and I also wasn't, like, working on friendships, because I was, like, I've got a girlfriend, like, I'm just gonna, like, try to make the best (laughs) of this relationship, and, Mm -hmm. like, do everything I can for her, and then when we break up, I would be, like, heartbroken, because I put so much effort into it, and then I was also (laughs) so alone, because I didn't have any friends that Mm -hmm. This whole time I was dating this girl for like three and a half years or whatever, I didn't work on any friendships, you know? And, yeah, I think that was like always a big contribution to like me being depressed. Um, And it wasn't until, you know, this last, after this last breakup and not like immediately, like months later that I was like able to kind of get on this discovery of the same kind of thing. Like, I can do things by myself that I like. It just took me a while to figure those out, too, because I hadn't done that, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? (laughs) Like, I always did what the other person liked, like, trying to please them, you know? Yep. Um, So, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And I've been loving it, too. Like, just since the pandemic, uh, you know, realizing that I can do these things by myself and be happy. 
and also I'm curious like you said that some people kind of like took a step back during the pandemic uh, and just kind of like walked out of your life or whatever um, after you kind of like found self love and stuff have you been finding that like people are gravitating towards you now yeah like right? yeah I remember isn't that crazy yeah it's so crazy <laughs> like they can tell cause you radiate yeah <laughs> you radiate like some self love and joy like mm-hmm. they can see it and sense it and then like people are gravitating mm-hmm. towards that um my one friend commented on that recently there was this one guy who um like I was like genuinely like the only person I can ever say like I was like in love with I was like oh man because I was like I loved you so much that like um even though like the love wasn't reciprocated I still only wanted the best I was like man I just hope like I hope like you find like happiness like regardless even though like you don't feel the same way about me as I feel about you like I don't I'm not bitter about it like I just I want you to be happy but um yeah like the entire time of like the kind of like back and forth like mixed feelings he would give me um you know it would just like hurt me so much and then like he kind of would like never I don't know it's like I would just try to like talk to him like even in a friendly way and he would just never kind of like he would like it's just I don't know he was very weird like he he'd be like oh he talked to me a little bit and then he just kind of like ghost me mm-hmm. and talk to me and then go it was back and forth all the time and um, I was trying to have the conversation with him to just kind of say like, hey, look, I really like you, and if you don't, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you do, then like, I we should let's just talk about it. And if you don't, it's okay, that's fine. I can move on past it. But it, I feel like it's uh, it's hard for me because you keep kind of like coming in and out, and you're affecting like my mood. Like I could be maybe having an okay day, and you'll come and talk to me, and I'm having a great day, and then you just stop talking to me, and now my day's horrible. So I'm like all right, well, I don't want any person besides me to have that much, like, that that much effect on my mood, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, he just avoided me like the plague. And then COVID happened, he really avoided me. And I was like, okay, well, I got my answer. You know, mm-hmm. he, he's definitely, he de- he's definitely made it clear that, like, he was not, like, trying to have that conversation. Even though I didn't even tell him it was what it was about, I think he just knew. Mm-hmm. And then... As I started going through this journey of self-love, and I'm just like, you know, just very happy with me, and I hadn't even thought about him, boom, he was like, hey, how are you? Do you want to hang soon? And I was like, um, and I kind of avoided him, and he like really pressed it, and I was like, okay, so, like, we hung out, but just as friends, and, I, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm at the point, I was like, oh, you know, like, I wish nothing but the best for you, but I also understand, like, you don't feel that way, so there's no need for me to carry on you know putting like investing feelings or anything and mm-hmm. same with friends you know like plenty of friends oh my goodness you know just like poof, gone mm-hmm. you know and like one friend she was my best friend we've been friends for we've been friends since like the 10th grade so we've been friends for a long time and like she me and her were so close and like other friends who I was very close with before her was so mad at me because like she would just like she, she called me Watson she called me by my last name mm-hmm. and she just so Watson, come on, let's go. And like, I would be with those friends, and I'm just like, it's like a magnet. I'm just like, I gotta go. Mm-hmm. And they would be like, you leave us for her, and like, you had plans for us. I'm like, I don't know what it is about this girl. I was like, I, you know, I tell her all the time, I'm like, if I like girls, like, I would marry you, you know, like, in a heartbeat, just because, mm-hmm. like, I don't know what it is about you. I cannot say mad at you to save my life. Like, you, you will make me so mad. And then you just look at me like, Watson, I know you're mad at me. Fine, you know, like instantly, like, 
And, uh, but yeah, she even, you know, she walked out on the life. I just had, I hadn't heard from her, like, from her, like, months. And it was, you know, it was like this big drama going on with another friend in my life that she knew about. And I kind of could have used her at that time. And it was just like, no, she was just like, gone. And I'd already had that feeling before this happened that, like, she just kind of seemed like she was fading away slowly and slowly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, she walked out of my life and I was like, man, like, that hurt the most. You know, like, out of all people, that that, that one hurt the most. Um, but now, like I said, it's just like, I still have genuine love for her and, like, don't hold any ill will. You know, she can call me and talk to me if she ever needed to and it'd be fine. Mm-hmm. But, like, now I was like, oh, like, I didn't even love myself enough to say, like, oh, okay, like, you know, this situation, like, I feel like once you love yourself enough, you could see that something is kind of like dying, like say a relationship, mm-hmm. you know, it's a relationship and you, you're putting everything you have into that person. Mm-hmm. Like that's all you're doing, but you're not putting any of that love into yourself. You don't know what to do by yourself because you're like, Oh, this is what we do together. This is, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's not healthy because you don't have any love for yourself. So when that person leaves, they take all the love, they take the right. love they, they, that you have for them and the love for you have, that you're supposed to have for yourself because you give it, you give everything to them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, you have. That's why I feel like you've definitely got to learn to love yourself fully before you get into a relationship with someone. Mm-hmm. And then when you do, you still have to like, you can't, you have to give, you have to have enough love for yourself. And then like, here's like, I have love for you. It's not that I don't love you. It's not I'm selfish. And I only care about myself. But like, yeah, like if I want to do this and you don't, that's okay. Like. Mm-hmm. We don't have to fight about it. I'm going to go do this. Are you okay with that? And that's when it kind of comes to like, oh, does this person love themselves? Because, you know, you all, yeah, as a couple, like I've, I have a group of two like friends that are a couple and the guy, he can't stay away from her. Like she can ask to go to the bathroom and I always say, Anthony, I think that like you want to go to the bathroom with her. <laughs> well, if I could. And I was like, no, I was like, Anthony, like he's just stuck there like glue. And she would like yell at him all the time. Like, Anthony, I just need a second. Yeah. And he just died. And I'm like, it's it, like some of the things that he says. And I'm like, oh my God, it's so clear that like this man does not have enough like love for himself because he doesn't know what to do by himself. He like yeah. freaks out. Yeah. And, um, and she was like, I, I, we were having a conversation about that. And she was like, yeah, like I know. Like, we're gonna get, we were like, I, she was like, it's kind of hard to deal with sometimes, but you know, I deal with it. I was like, yeah. So I definitely think like both partners, it has to be like, both partners have to like know how to love themselves mm-hmm. and then it'll work, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you say that and I, I feel <laughs> like it's true, but like, I'm in this space now where like I've been kind of dating and I just, I don't even feel that interested anymore like because I, because i have so much self-love yeah <laughs> like, yeah same. And it's not like it, it i don't mean that in that like i think i'm better or whatever it's no. just i don't i don't care that much like yeah. i'm going on these dates and i'm just like uh, same like i mean i actually really enjoy meeting people talking with mm-hmm. them and you know i don't like just straight up ghost them either i'll try i'll try to like continue the conversation mm-hmm. or you know ask them out a couple times but um, but yeah, just I'm also just not that like interested in pursuing a relationship now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how like, <laughs> am I gonna meet someone that's gonna like keep my interest? Yeah. And if so yeah, yeah, it's a weird balance because it's like, if that if I really find someone that you know sparks that like love, uh, I just wonder like. Am I going to start losing a bit of my self-love because I'm going to have to, like, I don't know. It's, like, hard to... 
I think that's what that's what I'm saying. I think that if you find that person that like loves themselves enough too, it's like it's that perfect balance because you all can do things by yourself. You all can do things together. Like I feel like you know at a certain point in certain like a lot of couples they just really like rely on each other. Mm-hmm. And you know I I do think you know that's true in a relationship. It's never gonna be like fifty fifty. Like sometimes one person may have to like carry a little bit more because this you know the other person's down a bit. Like mm-hmm. that just happens in life and. When you find a person you love, love, you know, you'll do anything for them. Just like, like I said, you know, my friend, her name's Deja. Like, we'll do anything for her. You know, still to this day, we'll do anything for her. Mm-hmm. But now I love myself enough to know that, like, if you're doing something that I'm like, man, this, this is probably not like something I want to do. You know, like, oh, like I just like it's not, it's not good for me. You know, like, I feel like sometimes couples like act stuff with each other, but it's like the other person. It hurts the other person, but they are okay with being hurt because they love this person so mm-hmm. much. I think once you love yourself enough, you like you can say like, "Hey, I'm not okay with that," you know. Mm-hmm. And if that person loves themselves enough, you know, they can say like, "Okay, I understand that," and I love you enough to that I'm saying like, "Okay, I can do this on my own," or like, "I can you know handle this," or whatever the situation is. But uh, I definitely agree with the. Um, not just kind of like being into it you know that much anymore because mm-hmm. you're happy with yourself and yeah. I think that like that's when that's what everyone tells me apparently that's when that person's gonna come and it's funny cause like <laughs> that's still like a piece of me that's like yeah I would love of course I would love a relationship but a little someone you know it's yeah. like well I can do do all these things that I love together right. you know but um so when they say that I'm like I don't know. I lo- I think I love myself like a lot. <laughs> yeah. And no one's come, and they're like, because you were expecting it. I'm like, oh, gosh, I'm like, can't win. Aren't you always like? I feel like you know. I'll have a conversation with somebody. I'm like, man, all right, I, this person's kind of like interested. Uh-huh. Like, aren't you like expecting it a little bit? You know? And they're like, no, you, it's gonna blindside you. I'm just like, gosh, they're probably literally gonna have to hit me. Like that's gonna be like, wow, you hit me. Like that blindsided me. Yeah. Like. Other than that, I feel like I'm always like a little bit on guard, like, oh, what is this? And there's nothing, uh-huh. you know. But yeah. um, I definitely don't like, I definitely don't have that like deep craving or desire for it anymore. It's kind of right. like, if it happens, that would be cool, but I'm also okay. If it's not, like, I'm okay because I'm happy and joy. Like, I can do all of these things that I want to do by myself. It doesn't take, it doesn't take like finding your soulmate. It's like, it's not like in the movies, you know. Like, uh-huh. You just see like, I feel like in the movies you just see this person like kind of miserable and sad and then this other person comes along in their life and it's like boom they're like doing all this stuff and they're just like wow so much love and I'm always watching like I love I'm like a romantic <laughs> freak like I will do the most romantic <laughs> things and I'm just like it's it's those movies I watched growing up like what yeah. was I watching because I'm like I just love to be romantic like it's yeah it does it for me um and uh yeah, I'm just like, man, I watch these movies and you just see this big moment of love. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's why so many people think that because we watch, you know, all these romantic movies and we want life, you know, we want life to be a little bit like a movie. We hope yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, I, I keep, that's, that's one of my favorite phrases I tell myself. Life is not a movie. <laughs> like, I'll say that to myself because I'm like, I'll like be like, man, what if like this person does this, you know, and like just like really like, I'm like, whoa, like, I didn't expect that, you know, and I'm like, this is not a movie. 
No one's gonna like pop out of the bushes with like roses or like yeah. you know like hey like I want to go on a date with you like <laughs> and no one's gonna do this like <laughs> reality check. Yeah. 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 Did you uh, do you have any like stories of something super romantic you did for somebody? Um, well, I am a cook, so I'll like cook. Oh, you cook. Like I like well, I tell one. I have a, one of my friends. His name is Xavier, and I tell him I said, "You're my feeling husband because no, like I don't have anybody." So it's like, and he's like, he's my close friend. We've been friends since um, eighth grade. Mm-hmm. So, um, but like, there's no romantic attraction. But I'm just like, I always tell him like, "You're my feeling husband." Like, here, come to my house. There's like candles lit and there's food and I'm just gonna eat with you because I know we're gonna have a good time. We're just gonna laugh and talk about something like that's yeah. what we do. So I'm like and like I just really want to get this out of my system. I really want to like <laughs> get this romantic thing out of me. But I'm trying to think like what's something I've done for a person? Yeah. Specifically, oh, and it's not gonna sound as romantic, but I promise it. It, it was. Uh, there's this guy who I was talking to at one time and. I remember our first day was like a picnic, and it was really nice. It was very chill, uh-huh. and uh, we would hang out a lot. And he he did this one thing that like I had never told anybody. It was always like something in the back of my head that like I thought is really romantic because it's com- it's comforting for me. But he like randomly asked me one day. He's like, um, "Hey, what are you doing?" I was like, "Oh, nothing. Just at home." He's like, "Oh, can I can I come pick you up?" And she's like, "We hang out." And I was like, "Yeah, that sounds sounds fine." And then he comes to pick me up, and he's like, oh, he's like, I really don't have any plans. Did you, you, do you want to do anything specific? I was like, no. He's like, well, can we just, like, drive around? Uh, he's like, I have a buddy who I'm going to, like, drop something off to, but, like, I just kind of want to drive around. And in my head, I was like, okay. And we just, like, drove, and it was quiet with the windows down. Like, that's literally, like, a dream I've had. Like, it's like, I just want to, like, ride in the car with someone, like, with the windows down. And, like, normally, if that happens... I'm the person who's driving, like I'm driving a friend or something. I'm the person who's driving, they fall asleep, and that's why the windows are down and it's quiet. Uh-huh. But I'm like, I want to be that person in the passenger seat, just like laid out, like with my seat back, and the windows are down, and I just hear the wind. I'm just like, this is perfect. And that was the car ride, and I was like, this is perfect. Uh-huh. And um, he, uh, so after that, uh, he was going to Big Ben. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I had just came back from Big Ben. He was going to Marfa because he was a, a photographer and videographer, so he was going to shoot a movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, he told me, like, yeah, I really love hummus. And he said, oh, I love carrots and hummus. And, like, we, like, it was, like, a conversation we were talking about food that we liked. And this was way before he went. And so during the time he was going to go on the trip, I was like, hey, like, um, before you leave tomorrow, I got a little surprise for you. So just, like, uh, can I come see you tonight? He's like, Yeah. And I made him, like, roasted carrot hummus with, like, zatar and, like, you know, chopped carrots. And, like, I was like, oh, man, like, I know this guy's going to, like, love this. Because he just really saying, like, I love hummus a lot. Uh-huh. And I was like, man, he's going to love this. And it was really good. I remember I made us, like, this is so good. And my friend uh-huh. tried it. He's like, yeah, it's good. And I didn't get to give it to him uh-huh. uh, because he fell asleep because oh, he had sure. to get up so early. And I texted him. I was like, oh, if you want, I can just come bring it to you in the morning. Mm-hmm. But uh, he didn't... Uh, he, like, texted me when he's on the road. He's like, I'm, I'm sorry. I was like, that's fine. We'll just get it when you get back. We was like, we can just go on, like, a picnic date again. But we fell off at that. Like, at I something, know. I don't know what happened in the time between the trip and, like, him coming back that he just was, like, no longer interested. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, that sucks for me. <laughs> uh, man, I'd, I'd be interested in having some of that hummus. That sounds really good. I'll make <laughs> Gladly. <laughs> uh, I actually had like a similar, always like this romantic idea of uh, 
like being in a gas station in mm-hmm. the middle of nowhere like with the wind blowing and holding oh, someone you know like filling, filling up the tank and like standing by the car holding someone with like the wind just blowing you know that what sounds I mean? nice doesn't that yes. just sound like so yes. great like just so peaceful yeah i don't know i've always just loved that idea of just being out on the road somewhere middle of nowhere mm-hmm. with one person just yep but um yeah uh one thing i did for my ex um like when we were dating um i hired she was working at a um retirement home Mm -hmm. and i kind of did it for her well i most i really did it for her but like i knew that other people would enjoy it because it was a retirement home. So mm-hmm. I hired this Elvis impersonator to go to the re- retirement home around Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And he did all these, like, Elvis songs. You know, <laughs> for, and all these old folks were, like, around nice. to, like, watch it. And, Aww. of course, like, she loved old old people and stuff. So it, like, yeah, she loved it. And I was like, yes, I did, like, this super romantic thing. And I was so proud of myself. But also I was, like really flustered about it it was like some like something i had like planned so much into when it was going on and i was there i was like getting all sweaty and like mm-hmm. <laughs> red mm-hmm. in the face <laughs> she's like what's wrong with you like she's like were you are you gonna propose to me or something and i'm like no i don't know i'm just getting really like flustered yeah. about this whole thing and that's crazy yeah <laughs> but um yeah so anyway uh <laughs> I don't know where to go from there. <laughs> I know you're just like you're trying to be thinking about like all the romantic stuff of like them. Yeah. It's usually friends. I was like, I'm like, well, I don't have a person, so I'm just gonna do it to like all my friends. So like, anytime like something special is going on, like I'm always like trying to like make them like a really like nice meal that they didn't expect, or like pick them up randomly. I'm like, hey, like we're just gonna drive mm-hmm. out of town, and like you know, and. Um, yeah, I'm just always trying to do that. Like, what I'm always thinking, like, oh, this is my close friend. Like, what can I do to show them like how much I love them, and like, but that will also make them like so happy. Yeah, I think I just like make people happy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And being, I mean, I think that's part of like being a cook is like, or part of the reason you love it is because it makes people happy. Yeah. For sure. Like, yeah, food. I don't know, man. I honestly like wasn't really big on like fancy <laughs> meals and stuff until mm-hmm. recently <laughs> like the past couple of years but for the longest time I was like uh it's just like I need food to live mm-hmm. <laughs> and I I don't know at home too do you cook for yourself like super nice um or do you tend it's to like it's like hit or miss like sometimes I never if I go into it saying like, oh, I'm gonna make this nice meal for myself, it ends up just being like, like not bad. I just be like, oh, I don't feel like it. I'm gonna make like, say I'm gonna do like some like really fancy like chicken with veg or whatever. It ends up just being like chicken rice veg. Just like I'll sear some chicken, put rice veg. I'm like, yeah, I'm hungry. I just need to eat. Mm-hmm. But if on the opposite end, if I just like go in the kitchen, I'm like, yeah, I got this chicken. I'm tired. I'm just gonna like make chicken and rice tonight. Yeah. I'll be like, huh, man, I can make a sauce. What kind of sauce should I make? I was like, I don't want to be just eat chicken and rice. It's going to be too dry. And I'll think, like, oh, I'm going to make a sauce. And then that sauce will say, ooh, ooh, you know what would go, what would go good with that? 
And then like it's just like boom, boom, boom. And then I'm in the kitchen for hours, like playing around. Uh huh. And then it would be like a gourmet meal. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. For me, like when I cook for myself, I make tacos for almost every meal. And I, I buy like the eighty pack of tortillas. Oh, nice! <laughs> and I go through that like every couple weeks. Nice. Because I, eat, I'll eat like tacos for every single meal. I'll eat it for nice. breakfast, lunch, That's dinner, nice. and the other part to it is like, you know, I cook in a cast iron skillet, mm-hmm. um, and I put my stuff in tacos, and then I eat my tacos like over the stove top. Mm-hmm. Or, like, over the sink. And I don't have to wash any dishes. Nope. It's quick. Tacos is, like, eat and go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and there's something I've been telling myself. I think I've talked about it on the podcast. Like, I kind of want to slow down and, like, appreciate food more. Mm-hmm. Like, eat slowly. Mm-hmm. And, like, be intentional with my, like, thinking about the flavors mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And I just can't bring, like... I, don't, I need some kind of reminder, or I don't know what, because whenever I'm actually eating, I, I can't remember to do that. You know, I had that problem, too, actually. Yeah. I Yeah, I was, like I said, I'm always, like, running, like, late because I'm trying to do so many things. Mm-hmm. And so, even in culinary school, like, we would have all this nice food, and it was very rare that I had the occasion to just, like, sit down, take my time to eat, because I'd be like, oh, God, we got to get back to class, or it was always something. Mm-hmm. So, like, I developed that habit of, like, eating in a rush and not really tasting my food, and it's weird because like I, I recognize that like I would eat something mm-hmm. and I don't it's gonna sound like the weirdest description but I would like put the food in my mouth kind of chew a little bit and immediately like send it to the back of my throat to swallow mm-hmm. it yeah. I wouldn't like let it sit on my taste buds I wouldn't like hmm, be like hmm what flavors am I like picking up on and like oh let me le- this is new let me learn this flavor what is it mm-hmm. I was like I don't really have time to do that I gotta eat yeah and for the longest I was doing that and I you know start saying like no I need to slow down like when I'm eating because I was like, especially with me being, you know, I'm like, I'm a chef. Like, I need to take time uh-huh. and taste it and, like, understand these flavors so that, like, I can bring it out if I want to do something or if I'm, like, tasting something that I want to recreate, I can do that, you know. I live yeah. with this, uh, well, I didn't live with her. Uh, there was a lady who, she's the one who I, I love cooking for the longest. My family kind of, like, they didn't really support it. They didn't, like, not, they didn't, like, trash it, but they were just like, you're going to change your mind. They would always say that, you're going to change your mind. Like, that's. Mm-hmm. That's not really like sustainable. You're not gonna make any money off that. And I was mm-hmm. like, uh, okay, no, I, I think that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And then I had uh, my best friend, his mother. I would go. They lived across the street, and I would always go over there. And she was like, "Oh, you like to cook? Well, here I'll teach you this, and like I'll, I'll teach you that." And like she would, I remember there was this like Thai sauce from this one company, and she liked it so much. But she's like, "It's a little pricey. I want to learn how to make this myself." Mm-hmm. And so she would just like every day. She would buy, like, the ingredients that she thought, and she would mix a little bit in the bowl, and then, like, she would add a little bit to a different bowl and, like, taste it, and be like, mm, nope, not that one, and then have that same thing in the other bowl. She would just, like, have a bunch of different, like, testers, mm-hmm. and she just kept going, and then she, like, literally perfected the recipe, and it blew my mind. She was like, oh, try this, and I was like, ooh, is this the sauce that you bought? And she's like, no, I made that one. And I was like, oh, it tastes just like it. Wow. Yeah, so, like, she got me on that, like, inspirational kick, and she really, like, helped me develop that like love for food and tasting and everything just you mm-hmm. know that came from her mm-hmm. so it definitely like anytime like once i started like eating so fast and i was like man i'm not really like tasting this food i went back to that food memory and i was like oh yeah i need to like i need to like get back to this like my roots you know just like 
put it in your mouth and like taking the time to chew it and taste it and like mm-hmm. let it hit your taste buds instead of being like eat swallow go like yeah. I feel like that's so many of us yeah for sure I mean I think about like my lunch break I got I get like an hour for lunch you know? mm-hmm. and an hour is actually a long time yeah <laughs> but my idea is always like let me eat really fast and then like do other stuff yep, you know, yep. Like, you know I mean? so like I'm always like oh it's noon like I'm gonna take my lunch break I'm gonna eat my tacos in like 10 minutes you know and then like cook and eat them and then I've got like you know 50 minutes yeah. to like do other stuff and uh, but yeah I mean like that's so much time I, I don't need like 50 minutes to like do other. I could probably slow down eat my food like you know, even though they're tacos, like, they're pretty damn tasty, too. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't take the time to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I think I need to, I don't know what I need to do. Maybe I need to put a little post-it on my stovetop or something. Say, Just slow, slow down. down. Yeah. Like, enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. I do that. That's one of my favorite things is, like, write it on a post-it and, like, put it up. Like, I do that, especially from, like, affirmations. Yeah. And, like, I'm just, I'll, like, this year... This year and last year, I was so surprised at, like, how much that worked for me. Yeah. I, like, wrote it down or, like, put it on my board and said, like, this is what I want to get done this year. Mm-hmm. And, like, it wasn't, like, one of those things that, like, I was like, okay, I got to really, like, work on it, really work on it. I was like, I would just kind of see it every now and then. Mm-hmm. And then after, like, a little while, I was like, oh, I did that already. Yeah. Oh, I did that. Like, just crossing it off. And I was like, nice. that's so crazy like that. You know, I was like, so I tell my friend, like, anytime I want to do something now, I just put it on that board. And I'm like... It might not get done, like, as fast as I want it, but I know it's going to happen because, like, everything I just write down on that board, just for me, just kind of glancing at it, every every blue moon, just, like, I get it done. Nice. Yeah. Hey, I'm remembering something I wanted to talk about, like, oh, from yeah. the very beginning of the podcast, <laughs> before we talked about uh, even how we met. Um, you were talking about how, like, working in the front of house is, like... Uh, giving you inspiration and like making you feel like you are excited about food again and Mm -hmm. stuff and i started thinking do you think of yourself as an introvert or an extrovert Ooh, that one is so mm, that was a little hard for me like i i don't know how to describe that one Mm -hmm. part of me there's like this part of me i'm I'm like maybe there's just two different sides because like if you ask a friend they would say deandre is an extrovert like if you Mm -hmm. But for me, it's just like, oh, once I'm comfortable enough with you, then yeah, I'm an extrovert. But if like, I just meet you, I can, I can definitely get so shy that it's like I won't talk, and you think like, oh, this man doesn't like me or something. I'm like, I just, I can't make words come out, you know. Mm-hmm. I guess like if you to wrap it up, let's just say like I'm an extrovert <clears throat> with like introverted tendencies. Yeah, yeah. Because I was thinking maybe like. Um, because you're working with more people now, like mm-hmm. you're interacting with so many people, mm-hmm. and extroverts get energy from like yeah, I uh, definitely get energy being from in it. social situations, and so maybe like that's giving you like having that social aspect is giving you more energy to like be interested in food again and all that other yeah. stuff. Yeah. Wow, that's a good insight because I'm. It makes me think like when I was in the kitchen, you're like when you're in the kitchen cooking, you're kind of like. Focus. Especially in the restaurant, yeah, you focus, but you're in like your little box, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like you can 
you can let your mind like keep you in that little box and like when you're angry you're just like it doesn't matter because like it's just me in this little box but then when you're on the opposite side and you're in the front and you're just like even if a person's like an ass to you and you're like oh, damn that was not a good person mm-hmm. you'll meet another person like five minutes later and they're just like you know their energy is like you're like oh well I'm definitely not gonna like give this person the same energy like that other person just gave me mm-hmm. and you're feeding off that energy and it's like all these different energies throughout the day and then you realize like oh even if this even if that person's bad like in the next 10 minutes I'm gonna meet another person and I can start new. I never have to. I, I don't have to hold on to this energy all day because I'm meeting new different. I'm meeting you know new people mm-hmm. so so often. And like there's just it just seems like a a large environment of space where you can like experience different emotions. As opposed mm-hmm. to when you're in the kitchen, it's hot. You're getting like stuff yelled at you. You just like you, you only have time to just like put your head down. And go and you're just like whatever emotion I'm feeling is like all I can feel right now. Yeah. Yeah. And so like being front of house too though, you you do have to deal with like a lot of crazy people. Yes. I'm sure. Right? Yes. Yeah. But do you feel like you overall like like people? You know what I mean? I do. Yeah. I think like <laughs> So despite like having all these bad situations, yeah. you still generally just like yeah. enjoy being with people mm-hmm. yeah 100%. that's great yeah I feel like uh, I don't know uh, I can see it going the other way for, for certain people too you know right? definitely like they just cling to like that those bad things and they only remember that kind of stuff and yep. then they go home at the end of the day and they're like I hate people yeah <laughs> I think yeah it's definitely easy I think it's easy to cling to the bad because it's like it's always there looming, just waiting, you know, mm-hmm. like something negative. Like, I have so many, like today, <laughs> even at work, there was so many, like, negative people. And I was just like, you know, I'm going to stay positive. Mm-hmm. You can be negative, but, like, it takes, it just takes so much energy to hold on to negativity. And I'm like, these mm-hmm. people are just exhausting so much of their energy just because they, like, feel the need to be negative. Mm-hmm. And, like, you being positive sometimes can just change a whole person's day man alright negativity like can definitely you know like you can be negative and it can make a good person stay bad but like the feeling you get is like okay whatever but when you're like positive and you mm-hmm. change like someone who has ha- who's having a negative day and you change it it feels like so good you're like oh man like now you're like I got you on this wave too and it's like it's good like, isn't it good up here like isn't yeah. this positive like positivity like nice yeah it's just like yeah, I'm. I'm just always like, it, I don't know. There's no point in me like holding on to this. This person, you know, when you call, like if you call and put in an order, and I see your name, I'll be like, oh god. But literally today, I told my manager, I was like, you know, this person is helping me practice, like helping me um, be more patient. Mm-hmm. You know, he goes, you're pretty patient already. He was like, I have a short temper, and I was <laughs> like, well, this man is very like he is. He's gonna teach me how to be even more patient because he was definitely like just very cranky and just very like ready for like to be mean and I was just like you know it's okay I, we can take as much time as you want in this phone call uh-huh. I'm here for you and he like by the end of the phone call he was like thank you so much that is exactly what I wanted It's like <laughs> well I'm glad I will see you soon yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's awesome yeah I I feel like 
I have been that a, a bit recently. I feel like I've been on both sides of that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Where I've been like this negative person. I've been around negative people. I've been a positive person. I've been around positive people. And yeah, I mean the positive. Being on the positive side of things is just so much. Better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's that's definitely a good way to go. You're definitely making the right choice there. Thanks. <laughs> Um, do you want to take a little break? Yeah. Okay. Hey, we're back. Um, so just during this break here, we started talking about Dee Dee's family a little bit. And, uh, do you want to kind of say what you were saying? Um, yeah, I was telling him I have, um, so I have lots of brothers and sisters. They're mainly on my mom's side, but I was saying that the relationship that we have is kind of strange because, um... My mom is kind of, you know, not the best mom, and, uh, I mean, not to me or to my siblings, but she kind of uh, paints me a little bit as the villain just because I made something in my life and she didn't, and my siblings, you know, who are who are younger feel, you know, they, they don't know how to feel because I'll pick them up and take them to do things and, you know, show them all this stuff in the world, and they be like, oh, I love you, and then they go home, and, you know, my mom kind of, like, just kind of trash talks me, you know, and like these under underlying tones of the kids, and they're just kind of like, well, I don't know what to think because my mom is telling me, like, that DeAndre is just only like using me, which I don't understand how that's possible, but like that I'm only using them, and when I'm done with them, I kind of cast them away, and then, but when I'm when they're when I'm with DeAndre, I don't feel that way, mm-hmm. you know, and so, and then I have some siblings who are a little bit older who kind of now understand it like they kind of now understand like oh no like it was actually our mom that kind of used us like when we were anywhere else happy that's when she wanted us and then when we go back to her and we're being kids and we're not like happy or we're crying then she's like okay I don't want I don't want to deal with you anymore mm-hmm. you know so I it was that I didn't grow up with her so I really didn't have to deal with that a lot you know so but so I always you know I always feel for them because I'm like I want you to understand that the, the neighborhood, you know, that you are in is does not have to become your life. The city that you that you live in is not your life. You know, you can you, you can make your life whatever you want it to be. You know, you mm-hmm. can go out here and see the world, experience the world. I tell them all the time, like I'll if I go somewhere, uh, like when I went to Mexico last year, I took videos and I showed them, I was like, look, this is Mexico. Look, you see how it looks so different? Mm-hmm. And you know, when I was in New York, I showed them pictures. I was like, look, you see that. It looks nothing like here, you know. I was like, when I went there, I had this crazy experience. Like, I didn't know that it looked like this, you know, just right up the, you know, like, you know, a couple states up because Texas is so big and it takes so long to get out of Texas Mm -hmm. that, like, once you finally get out of Texas, you see, like, oh, man, like, buildings are different. People are different. Languages Mm -hmm. are different, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's an amazing experience. And uh, so I'm always trying to teach them that. Yeah. I mean, I think you're incredible example of like really taking risks and achieving your your dreams you know thank you like that i think that what you were telling me about going to new york and stuff that sounds like it would have been terrifying you know like it definitely was (laughs) to, to basically have someone to be telling you something like we're gonna take care of you but like to not really know for sure yeah and to just take a bus and like a few belongings and it's like man that's that took a lot of bravery you know Mm -hmm. um but you did it and you're 
you're doing what you want and you're traveling and yeah I mean I think your siblings should totally respect you for what you're doing I mean I think you're doing what you want and you're like mm-hmm. um, seeing new places and having these new experiences I think that's great yeah um, what do you think it takes to do you think there's a way to convince your mom that like you know like that what you're doing is great I gosh that has been like a forever journey you know I mean yeah apparently you know if you knew the answer you probably would have done it yeah exactly you know I've you know I feel like I've tried forever she just kind of like wants to stay stuck in like well I didn't do this and I'm kind of bitter that like you're doing this you know and she wants to find someone to blame and Mm-hmm. You know, she like, if it's not like me, it's my, you know, her mom, my granny. She's like, you know, we're just one of us. It's like always someone that, you know, she wants to like blame for why she's not happy with what's going on in her life. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a lot of times she just kind of like takes that on the kids, just, you know, like making them feel like this is, this is all there is to life. Like this is what you have to look forward to, you know, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, this is all you should ever strive for. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like, even my, my sister, she is 18 now, but I would try to tell them as they're getting older, like, you know, I'm never going like, to trash talk her to, I'm never going to, like, trash talk our mom to my siblings, you know, mm-hmm. like, that's not for me, but I do tell them, like, hey, these are things, like, just, maybe if you hear that, you can see it, but you don't have to do that, you know, if you see, like, this thing and it's negative, you don't have to do that, you know, if you see this thing and it's positive and you want to do it then you do it and if you need some support and if you need someone to back you up then I'm here you know like I tell them that all the time I remember um, around October for like Halloween uh, I like painted my nails black and my sister's in the back she's like DeAndre you painted your nails black isn't that for girls and I was like no I was like it's for anybody who wants to do it and I was like it doesn't matter and mm-hmm. um, you know they were all in the back seat and like I was like you know whatever y'all I was like I want you to be whoever you want to be. I was like, that's what I want you. I was like, I don't want y'all to like live life worried about, you know, someone judging you. I was like, you just be who you want to be. And I was like, and if someone has a problem with it, you call me and I'll be there. And I was like, I'm always going to be your number one supporter. If it's about your happiness, I was like, I'm always going to be a number one supporter. I'm always going to have your back. Just call me or text me or get in contact with me. I was like, even if I'm not home, I was like, you can, you will always have my information. Like I was like, I'm your brother for life. And like, I love y'all like so much you know that I'm like all I want to see is y'all be happy and I want to see you know like all my friends like these are your kids they always say like they're your siblings but they're your kids because like you they're like you care more about your siblings than I do my siblings like it's like insane like Mm -hmm. I'm always just like worried about their growth and I'm like man I want you to like I'm just like I want you to be happy you know I'm like you because I, I remember me growing up and I wasn't happy you know I was always I always felt unloved and uh, you know I didn't feel that love for my parents and I was like well I don't think they're feeling that love either and I was like well I want to be the brother to step in and say like here I have that love for you like I love you I'm here for you talk to me if you need to talk if you just want to hug I'm here for that if you want to vent about something I'm here for that you know like my my like the third old, third and fourth oldest, like one, one of my sister, my sister who's 18 and I have a brother who's 17 and they're not like making the best decisions in life and 
but you know, like they know that if something's wrong, they call me. They're like, DeAndre, like this is going on, and they know I'll tell them. They they know like I always tell them the right thing. Like, they're like, Ugh, I don't want to hear that, but you are right, you know. And so yeah. they yeah they know that like at the end of the day, no matter what they do, like I'm always gonna love them, and I'm always gonna like worry about their future and care for their well being because they have parents who don't. You know, their parents are just like whatever i don't really care if you go to school or not i don't you know they like they don't they don't have that but then when i come around at first it's like weird for them because like i'm like making it happen like i'm like okay you're gonna you gotta do this and they're like and i'm being like authoritative but then if i have to stop because of something happens they're like they always say like deandre you always made sure like that we were okay and that we were trying to learn and be better you know mm-hmm. and like even now that they're older they're like oh i see so much and like I don't know why my mom and dad said this stuff about you when it's not true. And I was like, I know. I was like, it's okay. It's just, you know, they're upset. They're not really, like, mad at me. I was like, they're mad at themselves because they couldn't, They because they didn't do it and they don't know how to do it, but, and they don't feel like that they can do it at this point, you know. Mm-hmm. I would tell my mom all the time, like, you're not too old to, to do, I was like, you're not too old to, like, go back to school. You're not too old to, like, start your life over. I was like, you're not. I was like, you are fully functioning like you have you have your health you have everything i was like there's nothing stopping you but you i was like you are you're letting the constraints of like what you imagine stop you i was like you just need to open your mind a little bit i was like just try it so does like something that scares you just try it mm-hmm. and from there it'll open up this whole new world of like stuff that you can do yeah but she just just can't do it you know she just can't like let herself open up yeah so no. I just hope that my siblings can you know yeah it sounds like you're you're being a great older brother thank you so yeah keep it up man um, everything uh, thank you so much for for speaking with me today of course it was a uh, pleasure alright uh, do you have anything you want to plug <laughs> a um, restaurant or <laughs> um, I mean myself yeah. uh, I, my Instagram is underscore underscore forgettable and I make kombucha if you ever want some kombucha and you I you sell it? huh? do you sell it? I do okay yeah and I make uh, I do a little bit of meal prepping for people mm-hmm. so um, and I also cater okay yeah awesome so, yeah boom yeah, I'll put a, a link to your Instagram, or, you know, I'll put your handle on the yeah. show notes. <laughs> All right, thanks so much. Thank you. All right. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the episode. Um, I'm here at the end to just talk about the charitable organization that I've chose, chosen for this month. Uh, I chose Hate is a Virus, and I'm just going to read you a little bit from their website. Hate is a Virus is a nonprofit community of mobilizers and amplifiers that exists to dismantle racism and hate. They started in April of 2020, and <clears throat> they were basically started in response to the rise in hate crimes against the Asian American and Pacific Islander community uh, in relation to the pandemic. Um, <clears throat> in that year, they raised over $30,000, and they've had hosted all kinds of incredible events um now i'm not exactly reading from their website but i'm summarizing um and the other thing that they do is they help raise awareness they educate and equip the community um to respond to hate and racism 
and then they also make informed actions um, to basically, you know, make changes in legislation, talk to community leaders, organizations, and and basically give them ways to make positive changes. So, um, yeah, please consider uh, contributing to the to the podcast. The other way I make money is just from having people listen. So, um, yeah, please uh, tell other friends to listen if you like this show. And if you don't like the show um, or you don't think your friends would like the show, then, as I always say, just kind of let your, your dogs or cats listen to it as you walk out of your house. Just tell your, your Alexa to play or your Google Home. Just say, play the Swamp and Wolf podcast and just walk out of your door and go grocery shopping or something. And I'll make some money that way. Um, speaking of, some of y'all have been doing this and... I just noticed because I, you know, I read all the comments and reviews that I get on the podcast, especially from my fellow uh, fans that are of the canine variety who are listening through the PupCast app. So thanks to all my dogs out there who are listening. Um, I'm going to read a review from a dog uh, who, who really likes the show. Um, he said... The Swamp and Wolf podcast has really made me think about my life. Usually I just live life in the moment, chasing balls and, uh, you know, chewing on sticks. But uh, my owner plays this podcast whenever they leave. Um, I also find Chris's voice to be super soothing. And um, I really appreciate it because it can really put me to sleep. Um, and then I have lots of energy for when my parents come home so yeah there's a great review from a from a dog uh who really enjoys the show um maybe next time i'll i'll read a review from from a cat um you know cats who listen on the podcasts app um which i've got plenty of comments and reviews from that too so next time y'all can expect that um okay so <laughs> That's enough talking. I guess I'll I'll let y'all uh, listen to the segment from my guest. Enjoy. Hey, this is a poem that I wrote. Uh, this one's titled Trust. And it's about um, me trusting someone who is very dear to me, but they keep uh, betraying my trust. And one day I just had enough, so I let it out in a poem. So here it is. What do you do when you keep giving your heart to someone you thought would always be there, no matter what? But every time you gave your heart, counted on them, hope they'll come through. Your heart gets broken, over and over again, piece by piece, until no more. No more can you take this pain, this frustration, heartache, it ain't a game. Out of everyone, I expected you to be there. When it got to the point I just couldn't bear, my heart can't take no more lies, and my eyes are all out of prize. But don't get me wrong, I don't hate you, I still love you, and I always will. But trusting you is just something my heart won't let me give. That is trust. This poem is entitled, uh, Why I Smile. And I was feeling really happy one day, so I just let out all this emotion on some paper about the reasons why I smile. I smile because I woke up this morning. I smile because it pisses the devil off. 
I smile because the haters gonna still hate and stare when I walk. I smile because I damn well choose to. I smile because I hate the way I frown. I smile because I know I'm handsome and there ain't nobody that can bring me down. I smile because I love myself. I smile because I'm here to stay. I smile because I know I'm successful and I know damn well I'm happy.